Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Frankie. And I'm Alex. And we're your friends from FNA Van Life. So right now we're in Washington, we're by the Bellingham area, and we're actually about to get out of here, but we had some friends that want to meet up, and we're really excited to meet them. Yeah, so this is our second live podcast, which is like a new forum for us, because I feel like everything's been so virtual for the last year, but it's nice to actually see some folks live in person. So today we are sitting down with Quench Your Adventure, Jenna and Jeremy, and they are our second RV couple. Yeah. Yeah. We've only had one other RV couple or any folks that live in an RV, not just a couple or a single or a Mm -hmm. solo. Um, So we're excited to talk to you guys and welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. When you said you wanted to do a podcast with us, we're like, yeah, virtual, of course. Then you realized where we were, and we were like, wait, we're like 20 minutes from you guys, so do it in person. Yeah, yeah. it totally, totally, uh, so perfect. Cool. Totally unplanned. And to set the scene, we are sitting at the dinette in the RV right now. So. <laughs> yeah, so this is actually the first one that we're doing outside of our rig, too. <laughs> so it's nice to be in the RV. It's a really big space. Uh, it's really comfortable. I, I feel like like I'm sitting at a real table right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. Productive. Nice and homey. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, of course. So what was like really the reason for you guys to like get into this life because give us like a little bit of background of where you guys are from what made you decide to jump into the rv lifestyle was there any other like thought process of other rigs or anything too yeah uh well quick backstory so we met in college at the university of central florida and when jenna graduated a year before me i'm a bit younger we went on a trip to utah Jenna, I don't know, maybe barely heard of the state of Utah and ended up having a freaking blast. We went skydiving, which she didn't know she was doing until we pulled that into the parking lot. I wasn't on the <laughs> But it really kind of lit a fire in us to travel as much as possible. So we got into credit card, travel hacking, things like that. Ended up doing like a partially converted van for a while. And that's when Jenna really proposed the idea of... Yeah, we were laying we in bed one more? night. Jeremy's passed, almost about to pass out. I go, let's buy it. Let's buy something to live in and travel full time. Like, I was just like, let's go. Yeah. I wanted to get out there and see the world. The funny backstory, too, is it really was more of a backup plan. We originally were going to do some international travel. Um, We didn't really tell anyone this, but we were going to go on a cruise with my parents. Okay. And the idea was we weren't going to come back home. This would have been October of 2019, I think. And it was going to be out of Venice, Italy. We were just going to pack bags and never return flight. <laughs> and we were going to begin some international travel over there, uh, potentially leave jobs and just kind of figure it out. 
that didn't happen, of course. And we just still, again, had this fire, you know, to, to go travel and live differently. And so this was what we ended up doing and where life has taken us. And, yeah. you know, choosing the right rig was a trick, but uh, I, I'm not all that handy. And this was a pretty good price for the RV, yeah. about 22 grand. And it's pretty much ready to hit the road. So it's been perfect for our needs. And we definitely feel like we're more like van life people. Like we are boondockers. We're here, we're there, we're everywhere. We're not really like campground RV like style. Yeah. So, you know, we have van life internal, but out like externally we are in an RV. So yeah. Our, it works the lifestyle. for our jobs and stuff like that too. Yeah. Mm. Someone did ask me if I was retired. Uh, it was a fellow mm. RVer and it was dark and they couldn't tell yeah, that I'm 27 okay. years it's old. Okay. So. <laughs> that is hilarious, honestly. That'd be great. I mean, yeah. I mean, we are doing life, you know, a little backwards. A lot of people live their life working for 50 to 60 years and then... Uh, retire yeah. yep we're kind of trying to live life backwards you're like let's yeah. do a little bit of everything and tomorrow is one year on the road yeah. wow <laughs> we, we're, we're like celebrating jeremy's birthday <laughs> yeah, as well yeah. as the one year on the road yeah, we feel we things. feel blessed yeah. to, to be here with you guys yeah. um what what i what i noticed is that you guys already really had that fire inside of you of like i want to travel i want to explore like, where did that come from? I know you talked about the Utah trip, but, like, yeah. where did that really come from? Is it something that you did as a kid or it just didn't ever do, and that's why you want to see more? Do you want to meet more people? Like, what's really behind that? Well, yeah. I come from a family of people who want to be home all the time, like, homebodies. It's not safe to travel. Like, let's just stay in our little bubble. And that was... Kind of, I was like the black sheep. Like, break. I wanted to break out of that. I was going on like mission trips out of country. I was going on retreats. I was trying to travel before, and Jeremy has his own little backstory. But as a couple, yeah, it became more apparent. But your dad is from the United Kingdom. Yeah, born and, and raised in England. He's the one of his England family to come to America when he was like twenty-two. Meets my mom, falls in love, and never returned. But had been backpacking to 25 different countries before that, speaks five different languages. You think he would, like, kind of instill that in me as a kid. Explore, get out. Nope. Yeah. Maybe bubble. it's still in there. I lived in it's... kind of a bubble, and I that's not offensive to my parents at all. They know that that's kind of, like, that, that was their protection. But when I met Jeremy, the only thing they did not like about him, they think he's a great guy and a great husband to me, but they thought he was too crazy adventurous, too wanting to be out and doing things out of your comfort zone when they want to live in it. Yeah, so yeah. that was like a hard balance for me to kind of, he's a 10 wild. I'm like a four. Now I'm like a seven and he's 15. <laughs> like, <laughs> it just keeps growing. Yeah. Like I'll never catch um, up to your crazy wild side. Surprise skydiving is a good example of how I want to live my life. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, for me, I mean, good exposure to travel growing up. Like my parents took me on trips. I went and slept on a random island in the Keys with my dad for my 13th birthday. Yeah, Mom took me always. to Yellowstone. Uh, grandparents did house swaps and just have a lot of cool stories to share. So I was exposed, you know, pretty, pretty well to it. And then just figured, you know, why not try to do as much of this as possible? Cause it's what brings me joy. So yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. it's beautiful. Cool. Uh, so I, I guess the next question for me would be, um, how do your parents feel about it now? Like how, cause they, they had you in this bubble. Um, has this opened their eyes a little bit? Do, do they, like now, does your dad like 
reminisce about his travels? Like, where, does, yeah, where do they go with that? Yeah, that's good. I mean, we definitely filmed our parents when we told them we were going to buy an RV. That was fun to, like, kind of get their reactions. It's it's truly, like, a safety thing for them. Mm-hmm. Am I safe and am I financially okay? But in the beginning when we told them, they were like, oh, you'll have a house and an RV. How fun for the weekends. We're like, no. Everything is going away. It's only going to be us in the RV. Um, I think they actually had a more positive outlook. My dad, I mean, they both the other day called me and said, like, I can't believe this worked. Like, this is amazing. Like, you guys, they're not jealous with envy, but more like just so happy that we're getting to experience this kind Mm -hmm. of lifestyle that we might not ever have. Sure, they really want to be grandparents and want us to have kids sooner than we are ready for. But, like, it feels like finally they're just, like, accepting Mm-hmm. who we are and what we're interested in instead mm-hmm. of kind of like I used to have to like pretend to my mom like oh yeah we didn't go anywhere this weekend we stayed home oh good you didn't need it. like now it's more like oh yep where are you now what are you doing like it's always it's it's just like a positive feeling now yeah they're embracing who we are a bit more um but it's, it is funny like giving them the news of we bought an rv but also we're moving into that RV and ditching everything else. That was like a that's huge completely thing for different. them to understand. And it all happened really, really fast. I mean, we made that decision. Yeah. And it was one month later that we no longer lived in our rental apartment and we no longer had almost anything. I mean, we sold 80% of what we have. We left 10% with our family and the rest is sitting here in yeah, the RV. Yeah, we have so. six storage tubs. Sitting in Jeremy's mom's uh, garage. We don't want to pay for storage. We were like, let's get rid of everything. So what we have back home is like yearbooks, some of my students' work, and just random little grad cap stuff and like that. But like more memorabilia else, type yeah, of stuff. Yeah, everything yeah. else. This is it, It's cool that our brains have been able to identify a minimalistic lifestyle of like, we don't need all this random mm-hmm. flipping stuff. We yeah. were living in almost a 2,000 square foot home for what? Mm-hmm. Filling it with random stuff? Mm-hmm. No, I want bare minimum. I want to be able to like feel like at any moment I can just go yeah. and not feel attached mm-hmm. to items. So, and for me and my parents, they're pretty career oriented, you know, really pushing me to go to college and figure out something I'm good at and make decent money. Get a and good stuff. job, so stay in that job for 25 years, retire with I think benefits. if I also said I was quitting everything and we were just hitting the road to live on savings, they'd be a lot less in favor. Mm-hmm. Um, and that could eventually happen within the next year or so. You know, maybe we would take more time and, and travel. For now, things are working out. We have good balance. We're both working full time and still getting to experience the lifestyle to the degree that you know, we still feel is it makes sense, but that will be probably the greatest struggle of trying. I always term it as I'm like frustratingly responsible, but yet I have this crazy side that I want to indulge as right. well. So right. it's mm-hmm. It's a hard balance. And I think a lot of people experience that on the road. Mm-hmm. How much work is too much work? How do you balance mm-hmm. it all? So let's talk yeah. about how you work, because I think, you know, a lot of people do just bank up their savings and then travel and then run out of their savings and right. then start make money and then, you know, write or rinse, repeat kind of, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You make the money, you spend the money. You make the money, you <laughs> spend the money. Go work a money. little, yeah. 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 Um, and so it sounds like you were very intentional even coming into this lifestyle that, no, like we're both going to be earning income mm-hmm. the whole time. Mm-hmm. So do you want to talk about how you've kind of set up your yeah. careers on the road? Yeah, I can start. Um, So I was in a pharmaceutical sales position before leaving. Technically, um, so that job went remote for, you know, an indefinite amount of time. We started RV life. I'd completely left the place we were living, but I still had a company vehicle and a storage unit with some of the materials. 
And we left and went across country for a few months. And then they said, all right, you know, territory's opening up. We need you back. And we're so in I was South faced Dakota, with Dakota and they're like, you we're in Wyoming, I think. We were in yeah. Wyoming, and he had to get back to work on a Thursday. It was like Monday, or he'd lose his job, and we weren't ready so for that. So I burned like all my vacation and finally decided, all right, let's go home. Let me work a little bit more. Let's figure it out. You know, we want to we'll, keep doing RV life. Yeah, and so we did that and ended up going back virtual for another few months. And we get there, and they put him back on red, which yeah. means we didn't have to be back. They're like, oh, never mind. It's bad again. So, oh, no. so we turned around, got home in like 72 hours, and... Jeremy yeah. goes remote, and we're like, yeah, this so, is going to be too much. Kind of the, the story of COVID, you know, with all the, the fluctuation, no one really knows what the heck's going on. Yeah. But but anyway, I kept the job for a few more months while really looking for something else. And I didn't really care if it was a huge step down in terms of, you know, salary or career resume. I didn't really care about that. It was just whatever kept us on the road. Ended up finding a really good job. I sell residential solar systems to homeowners virtually. Uh, virtually and it's a great position i've even flown out and sold in person when we were traveling through colorado i stopped cool. at people's houses and and sold some systems in person it's really fun work and a lot more exciting than what i, what I was doing but it's still it's still a sales role it's still a full-time job you know it's still maybe more work than i want to be doing but I'm trying to find that balance and, you know, who knows, maybe I will we'll leave eventually. Shh, and don't say that. <laughs> yeah, so. your boss listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. But, um, but the cool thing is in this new role, I've been able to be way more transparent. They know I live in an RV. I put it in the cover yeah. letter. I yeah. told them I have, you know, a system on the RV and, you know, they love all that. They were kind of at odds of hiring me and figuring out if it would make sense. But here we are. It's been great so far. And, you know, we'll see how long that makes sense for us. So, yeah. Yep. Let me ask you about the pharmaceutical company that you were working mm -hmm. for originally. I know a lot of people, you know, you went from being like a full-time in-person job to yeah. like overnight you're remote. Did you tell your company that you were living in an RV and traveling no. or was it just like, no. I'm going to keep this to myself? <laughs> no, yeah, hell we no, just no. wanted to be very um, respectful of like, that's, that's two separate things. Yeah, I figured. Keep the job as, while you can. As long as I'm meeting expectations, right. I don't care, and, and they don't need to care either. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I made it work for as long as I could. Different national parks, you know, still working that job. But yeah, for Badlands me, has really good service in South yeah. Dakota. I don't yeah, know yeah. Any calls from Which Badlands. national park has the best service? Badlands. <laughs> oh my gosh, we got to do that all day long. But yep. um, I was a teacher the last four years working at different grade levels, different schools. Um, and when COVID hit, I went virtual and then I went fully virtual. So now I work for two different platforms, 321 Tutoring and OutSchool. And I work anywhere from 30 to 45 hours a week teaching kids from all over the world. Before you go on, is that like similar pay or better pay yeah, compared to like in-person school, like being a teacher? Very similar mm -hmm. and has the potential to be more. As a teacher in a full-time classroom setting, your salary is hardly ever going to change. I'll probably always make 35 to 40 in a Calif in like North Carolina and Florida school setting. Um, without school, I'm able to set my own prices, mm -hmm. set my own schedule. Like I can pick and choose when I want to work, but my prices are so perfectly set for me that I'm able to work less and make more. But it's, it's like a hustle thing too, because, you know, starting out school, you're only getting a few signups a week and, you know, and they're helping you market things, but yeah, you like grow you've grown a bunch. Yeah. 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 Like I have repeat students five days a week started a year ago but I see them every day. And mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's not like schooling, it's extracurricular. So I do 
reading one-on-one, -on -one, I'll do math groups, I'll do baking classes, yoga classes, random things that parents want their kids to be engaged in. Mm -hmm. um, so if you want to do that full-time like you did when you were in the classroom, you would make the same, maybe even more. It, with, it'd be same yeah. even more, yeah. yeah. It'd be, it could have the potential. Well, and I imagine, too, like the more reviews you get, the more five-star ratings, you know, yes. it's kind of just like Etsy or Fiverr and stuff you like that. And the more social proof that you have, the higher that you can make your rates because yeah. then other people are like, oh, well, she's got a thousand five-star reviews of course i'm gonna pay a hundred dollars an hour for what this people are willing yeah. to pay i just raised my prices the other day and, mm -hmm. it's fine. and people are still mm -hmm. going for it i yeah what i find super interesting too is like it kind of goes with the lifestyle not only for you but also for the kids out there living in rvs for the kids out I there living in vans well because it's really interesting because there's a lot of more families going remote yeah, right and style. and if they are remote and they're traveling they're going to be homeschool or using these type of platforms to get, to get a child yep. education. Yeah. So like that platform is only going to grow. It's yeah. really cool. I've helped other teachers. I've helped other people become teachers on the platform. I've helped other families find the platform for their children to use the platform. Mm -hmm. So it's like really cool on both ends of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's really cool. Like I have kids in Scotland, in Kuwait, in New Zealand, in Canada, Mexico, the United States. It is a powerful powerful place to have that, that's really interesting to me and now so i guess the next question i have for that is um and is there like certain things that kids need to have in order to like to graduate elementary school or to graduate high school or and like does this platform provide those things no they still need either to be in a homeschooled setting with the curriculum that the whatever state they provide for mm -hmm. or are doing virtual with their schooling um this is totally extra enrichment. Mm -hmm. gotcha. Kids that are struggling or kids that are needing way more enrichment. Like, they're way too smart for their school. So, like, this is their way. So, you can do one-on-one -on -one classes. You can do group classes. You can do weekly. Um, this is just extra. That's the way I would use the word. Mm -hmm. Just extra. The kids are still getting a basis of foundational skills. There's no way you'd graduate from this school. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, well, yeah. the, the spectrum of topics taught on OutSchool oh, guys, is, you is really entertaining. Mm -hmm. Marvel characters, a... Pokemon, oh, um, wow. dance, how to grow a, how to grow a TikTok. Yeah, yeah like yeah. random things that people are good at. You do not need to be a certified teacher. You could do it. You could hmm. do it. Jeremy could do it. Yeah. If you're good at something, they're hiring people who are good at something and can teach others about it. You well, just ages need a degree, three right? to 18. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you have to have a, some type of college degree in order yes. to be a teacher. And you don't need mm -hmm. full time. You, I think it can be associates. Like, mm -hmm. it's very, very cool that they're giving an opportunity to people who have a good trade or a good hobby mm -hmm. and not be forced to be a qualified teacher. So I'm just. Let me ask you this. If you had a certificate of graduation from, like, say, a union school for a trade, would that be acceptable? I, I mean, I'm just wondering, yeah, you know. Yeah, I'd get back yeah. to you that in about yeah. one minute. Yeah. She's gonna, <laughs> I got the FAQ. I, I, I love this. She is so, like, ready to go, ready to pull up the details. I just, I'm so grateful well, for yeah. the platform. Yeah. Like, I cannot believe that I am able to fund our travels with Jeremy's help, of course, yeah. and do what I love. Like, I miss the kids. I miss the classroom. Mm -hmm. But the fact that I get to see these happy, smiling faces on my computer screen, giggling, all this cool stuff, it's it's worth it. It's well, great. Well, OutSchool is also pretty responsive, and I don't think they're that huge yet. So I feel like if you if they don't currently allow, you know, a union certification mm -hmm. to, to teach, then maybe they would. You yeah. Know, if, mm -hmm. if oh, yeah, they're growing. Well, it's, it's something I find interesting because I know a lot of people out here on the road – 
may actually have um may not have the college degree but they have the trade school degree yeah Yeah. so like you know having that trade school degree if they're an electrician or they're you know uh air conditioner mechanic a plumber you know all these different things they could create another passive income you know by by you know signing up to be a teacher for something like this so this is actually what it says it says out school does not require formal teaching credentials. We believe that many adults can offer rewarding classes based on their experience and interests. We do have several requirements. Teachers need to meet these standards. So as I'm looking through here, it just says you need to be 18, good good English speaking, and good internet. I don't see that you have to have a college degree. Seems yeah. possible. Which would make sense because there's a lot it of would. people out there that are um, masters in their craft, but they don't have Plenty. a college degree. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You know? And they're not discriminating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, especially yeah. if you're That's teaching dope. a class on Marvel. Like, you don't or, really need a college what? degree yeah. to oh. be like, Batman, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Or, uh, or, you know, a class on how to create a podcast or a TikTok or yeah, a that's YouTube. that's not a college mm-hmm. class. Yeah, my sister's doing baking classes. Disney baking mm-hmm. classes. Oh, oh I love cute. that. Disney baking. <laughs> and kids from all over are obsessed with it. Yeah. And she loves it. Mm-hmm. It's just really cool. Now, let, let me ask you this, too. Does it go beyond the age group of uh, just children? Like, Three can, to 18. Okay, so if no you're 18 years old, you cannot it. take a class. My mom wants to take a bunch of the classes well, I was, people are offering. I was wanting to take a class, honestly. <laughs> I was like, oh, That's man, so I could get better at reading. <laughs> get a fake ID. <laughs> yeah, get a fake ID, though. <laughs> All right, so let me ask you this. One of the barriers to entry, you said, was having good internet. So, obviously, you're traveling full-time in the RV. How do you guys manage? You're both working full-time virtually. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. like, how do you have enough bandwidth? You know, what do you do about getting signal? Yeah. We, we- Let's take a quick break to listen to our sponsor. It's us, FNA Van Life. If you're enjoying all the information that you're getting on this podcast, you're going to love our Van Life book. This book is going to take you from thinking and dreaming about Van Life to buying your rig, building it out, and everything that you need to know about being on the road, living Van Life full time. If you want to pick it up, it's available as a Kindle download on Amazon, and we would so appreciate your support. Link in the description below. Only started with our Verizon cell phone plan hotspots mm-hmm. 15 gigs each only in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Well, when my classes started ramping up, oh, we were running out. Mm-hmm. And when Jeremy's getting more calls every day, we yeah. were like, this doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So we actually started with Skyroam, was too expensive. We still have it, we just it was a pay as you go plan, like yeah. to get some extra hotspots here mm-hmm. and there. Yeah, even like their unlimited is like twenty gigs or something. The price it was not enough. Not we still needed way more. We were like starting to calculate how much we were using. So Jeremy yeah. shopped around a lot. We were like, we need the best bang for our buck, but something that's not going to run out. And we want it to be the opposite of Verizon, so mm-hmm. that we have two, two different towers. Yep. Like so, if we're in a bad zone for Verizon. At least now we have this T-Mobile version. Yeah. yeah. So well, Verizon. Awesome coverage, and we did that. We each have thirty gigs now. Yeah, we upgraded ten dollars extra, which is a lot. I don't think they have any more than that. I would buy more if they had it. You know, I'd do mm-hmm. a sixty gig or something. But a company called the RVIT guy, they don't seem huge, but they are perfect for for what we need. It's a little Wi-Fi router sitting here right on the on the table. And it gives us T-Mobile. I can also go on a site and like look at where the different towers are located. We potentially change. like change which mm-hmm. tower we're pinging and test the different speeds. It's good. It's not great, but it's good. It gets us by. It's technically unlimited. And um, I think we pay like 99 a month for that. And for the hotspots, it's an extra like 
how much like 20 bucks per mm -hmm. line or something mm -hmm. so, so in the hot spots we're are still paying like 140 the best a month for good reliable internet but it's and worth it yeah for and us to be the able last to. piece of that is we did ball out and buy a 500 we boost and installed that on the top so it's hard to really know if it's working i mean you can do a speed test over there and then you can do one right by the yeah. antenna that's sitting yeah. here yeah and hope if, that it's better if you're sitting um, here you're good as gold but if you're out there it's it's just not as good because yeah. it's yeah. this right here that's giving so, us more. yeah we've worked in some pretty dang cool places where we're sitting out on a little peninsula in flaming gorge utah Gosh. and uh yeah, you know we're wild. getting at least eight megabits per second or something you yeah. know, enough to do a virtual call mm -hmm. so yeah. So uh, I do find that like the WeBoost and like even the Shore Call and like these type of uh, things aren't necessarily like high quality when it comes right. to like pulling in a signal. Yeah. They work. They don't work. They're very hit or miss. Yeah, they're um, not perfect. We have we have something. Uh, it's called a Pep Wave, mm -hmm. and it sits on top of our our rig, and it actually is a Wi-Fi creator. So we have an AT and T router card. We have a plan, and it's prepaid. So we have the Verizon for the cell phone, just cool. like you guys do, and then Two we have AT and T. And AT and T was actually really great in Alaska. Whenever we didn't have Verizon, we had AT and T. Great, That's nice. so it it came up really really good for us. It was a you know seven eight hundred dollar product yeah. to to start. And then um, you're also paying the fifty five dollars a month for the hundred gigabytes on AT and T. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. That's pretty so, good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. So the fifty five is not a bad price. It is a hundred gigabytes of mm -hmm. of total for the month. What did um, I say? I, I don't know I what you said. said. 100. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's 100 so it for the total. Capped. It's capped at 100. Yeah, sure. But even for the both of us doing our YouTube channels, uploading, and like uploading everything with the Verizon wow. and that one, we never actually go over the 100 That's gigabytes. Perfect. Yeah. So, for the two of you, it works. Yeah, it's not, not bad. We pay a bit more for the Verizon because we just recently got it. We weren't locked in early on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and we, I think it. We also have the phones through uh, Verizon yeah. as right. well, so that kicks up the bill Good. Yeah. quite yeah. a bit. You yeah, know? Um, so. I will say one extra tip that we've recently started using for any of those people who are out there trying to travel, but they're also working remotely. They want to know where they're about to stay that night. Will it be good for them in the morning? Google Internet Speed Test. Mm -hmm. yep. Run it. Mm -hmm. How is it? What's the upload and download speed? If it's over four or five and more, you're good. But we've been in spots where we were like, okay, we're going to sleep here. I have a 7 a.m. I got to wake up right when we get up. Yeah. And it's like 0 0.7. Well, I'm like, dude, this is not no, going to work. Go. Yeah. My, yeah. It'll be glitchy and the kid will not hear me. Yeah. And I think the and website, um, website, I want to say it's called Cell Mapper. That's where I go and you can actually pull up a map. You can see where a tower is. You can filter for different Drive near it. Get to that tower. And you could maybe plan ahead and think, all right, if I'm within a few miles of that tower, hopefully we'll have good enough service. You I know? think I know websites too, so. like Campendium. Yeah. Campendium yeah. will actually, it shows you lots of spots yeah. where you can camp, but it also, one of the features on there is that people will say, I have yeah. AT&T. I had this many bars. I have T-Mobile. Yeah, I had good. this many bars. They added like a little icon now that like says like X mm -hmm. or yeah. three bars. And you're like, okay, mm -hmm. this could be good. So we prep work is... Campania. Don't they even have a paid version where like maybe some of that's built in. You only see so much of it and mm -hmm. you're using the free version. I don't know, but good resource. So I do want to say though, if there is a lot of people in the area using, you know, their, the service there too, you are going to get slower speeds. Yeah. So if you see a, a tower or an area where there's a bunch of people kind of huddled around it, mm -hmm. you might want to yeah. go like try it, but you might want to go somewhere else. Yeah. Just, yes. just a heads up. That's good to keep in mind. Yeah. Uh, so the next thing would be like it's amazing your jobs that you're traveling on the road but does that have like a little bit of like um does that determine where you're going to be uh and like where you're going to go next like does that have some some type of oh yeah i mean 
Somewhat. With national parks, we're kind of junkies on them. We really, really like want to see them all, go and mm-hmm. experience mm-hmm. them in different states. Um, you know, if we don't have a 48-hour window of no work, then we're going to have to leave the park every day mm-hmm. or go farther. Where Like, a lot of parks have campgrounds. That's great, but they don't have yeah. service. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, Mount Rainier was the recent example. Like, it's it's not even that remote, but the service is pretty awful. Yeah, we had to, like, drive 45 minutes to Ashford <clears throat> just to get a couple bars to finish a call. Yeah. So um, yeah. I will say you took a beautiful picture there. <laughs> Thanks, man. And uh to to see her have the experience of that seeing that so picture cool. after being on it like, yeah. oh my god, it's the same mountain. Yeah, yeah. and John really Muir cool. has a quote there in Rainier, and that quote is on the same painting it's like behind carved you. Carved in the steps. Oh, it was near a the very cool center. moment. That's kind of, really yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah beautiful place. But yeah, I mean we definitely have to think about that and we do our best to try to, you know, at least take whatever part of Saturday and Sunday we can, if we're going slightly further out and, you know, just make the most of that and travel in between on the weekdays. And mm-hmm. The hard thing with both of us working, we mentioned it with you guys is we don't want to work at the same time because we don't have doors in here that can give us, you know, privacy and space. So I do end up in the bathroom a lot. That's my <laughs> office and it's not fun. But then the, the flip side is we need to schedule everything at the same time so that we are off at the same time. Mm-hmm. So we're like, oh my gosh, what do we do? I work in the mornings, you work in the evenings. What? That's not yeah. fun. Yeah. So somehow tricky. we want to manage, figure your way out that we're both working and getting stuff done and now freedom. Yeah, but the bathroom, I mean, it works well enough. I've got a nice headset. Maybe we get Jenna. You're not the one in the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. The bathroom works well. I, I've sold a few solar deals in the bathroom, <laughs> yes. but generally the, oh, the background funny. is a little more professional sitting in the dinette. I'm talking with uh, adults. Yeah. You're talking with kids who probably don't care. Yes, you're right. And that's just the way we work it. It's fine. Well, if it's not broken, don't fix it, right? It's working. And I think also the other amazing thing that I do want to, like, tell you guys is that even though that they have to go back out to towns and and commit to the work that they got to do to have the financial stability to travel the way that they travel they're so much closer to these national parks yeah. than they would ever be Bingo. if they lived in a stationary home yeah. and i think that is really the what we're trying to emphasize on is the fact that we get to be in the place that we want to be not kind of just stuck in one spot. Totally. totally. Oh, we just experienced a sunrise in Rainier. Okay, we'll drive yeah. out and go work for a few hours, and then we'll go back and do a hike. Yeah. So it's like if we were living back in North Carolina, that's not possible. Mm-hmm. You don't just get to casually pop around to different states. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I still have so many moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, I had no idea we'd be doing this today. Like last month, maybe it was a month before, we're out in middle of nowhere, Utah, and I'm riding my mountain bike, didn't see a single other human being on the trail, uh, <laughs> and rode by like two pronghorn, and I just like stopped for a second watch the pronghorn and just like look at the sky and it's sunsetting and I'm just like this is the life like yeah. this is why I'm out yeah. here mm-hmm. even if I have to you know spend a good chunk of my day working this makes everything worthwhile mm-hmm. that's Definitely. amazing yeah. so so I, I think we got we covered the work stuff I think yeah. the work stuff is great that you guys are doing now like what are the hobbies that you had previous to this life uh, have some of them changed and you don't do anymore what are the hobbies that you picked up since you've been on the road. Mm-hmm. Jeremy is a, a bloomer of all sorts. <laughs> I have too many he hobbies. did not mountain bike before. He did well, not rock climb before. I, I I didn't mountain bike much before moving to North Carolina where we lived previously. Yeah. I I rode I mean I still rode a bike, but I lived in Florida and there's not much mm-hmm. for mountains there, but um yeah, I really fell in love with the sport of mountain biking living in North Carolina and had to keep my bike you know while we're on the road so that's my yeah, that's my on primary the back of the rv right now yeah yeah that is definitely number one uh for me and 
I'm actually excited later today. I might be on some trails here near Bellingham because Washington is an amazing place to ride a mountain mm-hmm. bike. I think actually it's one of the places where mountain biking really originated and there are just, I mean, the, the trail builders around here like put their heart and soul into these places. So that's yeah. huge. Um, but like before, before RV life, we were hikers, campers, like yeah. we would take lots of different little road trips. Um, and we both really like like snorkeling, snowboard skiing, and like we like all the seasons. There's mm-hmm. always something to do in each of the seasons. Yeah, April was a great month because we we were kind of in a rush to like fly through New Mexico to get to Colorado to ski before the season ended. I broke my ankle in December of last year riding my bike. So I didn't know if I was going to get to ski this season. And he promised and... himself every year until he can't, he will ski. Yeah, which and will be until I die. we almost missed it so. this year because it was April. And we were in New Mexico. Like, there ain't no skiing there. Well, there's a little bit. There's well, yeah, yeah. No, there was no snow. The, the resorts were closed. I, I think they actually we had, hustling to get had out. closed early April. Yeah. So, yeah, we jetted up to Summit County. And um, we got to actually do a house sit in um frisco colorado right near copper and a basin stayed Brack. at a gorgeous million dollar home watched, watched beautiful a dog. dog and a cat yeah. and they gave us ski passes we got to use their car it was an incredible opportunity in itself yeah mm-hmm. so that was a blast and we've got our you know ski gear right up in the loft here so getting to go i think we got four days on the mountain which was was great when we thought we weren't going to ski at all so yeah yeah let me ask you about this house sitting thing. Yeah. So is that something that you do very often? You know, like how did it's you get set up with that? Is that one of those things board? where you need a lot of like, I don't know, like reviews and stuff? Sure, sure. Yeah. So we are, we work with trusted house sitters. That's their platform and they have house sits all over the world. So first we pay, I think it's what, a hundred bucks a year to, to be on this platform. Service. We don't make any money watching these people house or pets, but it's intended mostly for travelers. Mm-hmm. So the benefit for us, especially living in the RV, is we get a break from the RV. We get mm-hmm. to enjoy somebody's a home, home for typically like a week. Laundry, big bed, big shower, big kitchen. And then they also pay somewhere around, I think, 100 bucks a year. And they have the peace of mind that they can go on their trip, leave their pet at home yeah, and we're watching them. So they're their dog. Their yeah. dog's getting their walks, their food, the normal life. So it's a trade-off. Some people think, oh, I would never do that. You don't make money. For us, we love it. We've done it yeah. four times. North Carolina, Colorado. Yeah. Uh, and then two Washington in Washington. And Washington, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And we might do another one. Because one when Jeremy Alaska. goes away, mm-hmm. yeah, there's one in Alaska. When Jeremy is about to fly out, I don't really want to be alone in the RV in um, random boondocking spots. When she says fly out, I've gone to Iowa a few times to sell solar. So mm-hmm. that's, yeah. you know, every so often... My job isn't 100% virtual, but um, so I'll go. this is a yeah. great, safe way for me to be in someone's neighborhood, kind of being, you know, kept an eye on and just being with puppies and, mm-hmm. and, and really cool. Like, the last one was a big puppy golden retriever, nine-month-old, and I got to live with him for a week while Jeremy was away. Nice. I'm sure it makes your parents feel a bit more comfortable, too. Oh, yeah. When you're, Big you know, time. solo. My mom was and... so happy that I was safe. Yeah. I'm like, Mom. My home is still safe, but it's like I don't have Jeremy, so she mm-hmm. thinks it's less. Who yeah. does most of the driving? Um, we used to say it was 70-30, Jeremy the highest. He thinks it's 80-20. Yeah. 
Mm. I think I think it's like 90 10. Okay, but that's, that's mostly, rude. That's um, rude. I drove us here. <laughs> that's mostly by design, though. Like, I enjoy driving a little bit more. I'm maybe a little more controlling about it. And Jenna sure. dislikes it a yeah. little more. And she'll, she'll also like tidy things up or whatever while I'm driving. So mm. I make us a, lunch and he drives. I'll a, clean and he drives. I mean, drives. we're all about just playing to our strengths and, and making it work. And that's what Jeremy's works. Jeremy's a great so, driver. Um, but I did want to say shout out to a lot of the solo travelers out there that, you know, they're doing this on their own. Yeah, they're you guys doing do everything. So, it, you know, it's nice having a partner, but um, it's nice to give you a little taste of solo travel when I'm away, too. <laughs> I called him. I got the RV stuck. Jeremy, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I got it stuck. I, I could not back out without the help of someone else guiding me. Mm, yeah. So having two people, that's great. I can get out and he can back up, turn this wheel that way. Mm -hmm. I'm stuck in a parking lot that I cannot get out of. And there's a Porsche behind me. I could hit it. So <laughs> we're, um... they're coming out of a restaurant. Some people I go, I need your help, please. Yeah. With so, the bike on the back, we're about 28 feet. So, you know, we don't fit in a parking spot. We're definitely a little bigger. Yeah, we take up two spots. But we can still do a three-point turn. Yeah, know, so. yeah. No, we're very lucky that we have been able to maneuver this RV quite a bit versus having some form of connection, like a travel trailer or a fifth wheel. That's not yeah. a really easily able backup. Yeah, that's yeah. what went into the decision. Yeah, I will say that's definitely the benefit of having a van totally. or like a smaller vehicle yeah. is the fact that you can fit in a in a spot. Our our vehicle is twenty one feet, so yeah. like Perfect. Yeah, we could fit in a spot. Um drive if we through? did what's that? Can you go through a drive through? Um, Some of them. Okay. Depends on how tall they yeah, are. Yeah, so yeah. we are we are like right around eight foot six. Uh -huh. uh, and so if they're like nine feet, we're like, we're like cool. We're good. If it's like eight three, we're like mm -hmm. if, it, if it says eight six, I'm like Ah, I'm yeah. not gonna risk it. Yeah. yeah. But the funny thing is, is the the drive-throughs they're kind of silly because a lot of them have no uh, awning, mm -hmm. and but they still have a sign for eight for six, right. and you're like, why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're like, why? The way you're turning around the vehicle, there's no way. I mean, about the building, there's no way you're gonna hit anything. We've been through yeah. one in the one. RV. It was a Dairy Queen that was like, mm -hmm. shout out to Dairy Queen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean it. It's kind of incredible. Like there's there's a, all different types of ways to live in this lifestyle. We don't think any of them are wrong. No, you know what I mean. It's all to your comfortability. How do you feel? You know what what is the best situation for you? Some people live in rigs that are like, um, you know, a, a Tacoma pickup truck. I know. You know, and they love to go way off grid. You know, we like having the comforts of home, so we're kind of yeah. in between there. Yeah. You know, and, and you guys having little, the RV is just up. a little step up yeah. on the more, even more like the, um, I guess, like if an, if a norm, we call them normies. Mm -hmm. If a normie was like, oh, you're in an RV, they feel like it's a more of a homey space sure. than in a van. Sure. Necessarily. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's so, it's so different than what our parents are used to hearing. Like people are living in a van, yeah. you know, down by the river. No, yeah, yeah. Um, We're pretty comfy here. But yeah, so like, I think if Jeremy and I weren't in this RV, we would probably be in a truck camper or a converted van. We made an offer on a truck camper. Mm. We just didn't have a truck. So I offered to buy the guy's <laughs> truck as well. He's like, well, I'm not selling the truck. I was like, all right, yeah. good day. But so yeah, it was, it was this cool. worked out. Yeah. It's been a year tomorrow. How much yeah. different do you li think life would have been in a uh, truck camper? Because it is a much smaller sp smaller space. We would well, lose about half this. Yeah. yeah, I mean... We wouldn't have the couch, and we wouldn't have a major kitchen or a major bathroom. I don't know. The one we looked at, I mean, it's definitely smaller than this, but, like, it was a big beast. It had mm -hmm. a slide-out. It, mm -hmm. it, I mean, it had all of the same things, really, maybe minus, like, 
the loft that we use to store things. That would be um, the bed. Yeah, that would be the bed. Yeah. So we would probably drop some of our stuff and, and yeah, maybe only have like two thirds of the space. But we'd be able to go a little further out. And, mm-hmm. you know, oh that my is... gosh, there's a lot of roads that this vehicle cannot make it. I mean, we've pushed it. We've the driven rocks some sketchy and the ditches in the sure. water. If we could have a four, like big old yeah. four by four truck. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that would be the difference. Maybe is a little less restriction in, mm-hmm. in getting to, you know, trailheads that are how, pretty off grid. How like low is your clearance underneath your rig? Because that's one yeah. of the things like, I know for a lot of RVs, just going down even like a steep driveway, mm-hmm. you could, Scratching. you could scra- scratch the back up and, yeah. and like, and plumbing wise, like a lot of them have their plumbing Thanks. underneath. Yeah. So how, like, what's yeah. the clearance like for that? I mean, I don't know in, in numbers, mm-hmm. but it's not great. Mm-hmm. We've definitely We taken haven't some done risks. any damage yet, um. <laughs> but there was one time where there was a massive rock that was just about to completely hit mm-hmm. underneath. He's and able I'm, to dodge fortunately, it. Fortunately, we haven't had any under damage. Jeremy and I have yeah. each had our own accident. Mm-hmm. True. In the RV. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we each hit back yeah. in the... Back of the RV, different sides. Yeah, mm-hmm. both back corners. Scratched up something. <laughs> was it like a tree or was it like a building? For me, it was or... a, f- a gate okay. getting and out of a yeah, yeah. facility. Interesting, though, in both cases, it was turning the opposite direction. Because mm. you forget in a long vehicle that, you know, sticks out definitely well beyond the wheelbase that, like, you turn left, the back end's actually going right. So, mm-hmm. like, mine, I was simply parallel parked. Turned to go left out of this spot and the like pay meter thing behind me, you know, on the right side, the opposite side of the way I'm turning gets clipped yeah. by the back corner. And there's so. no driving requirements for people who purchase RVs, which <laughs> is wild to me. There are no yeah. classes. There's no certificates. Anybody can go buy one. Well, it's yeah. the same for buses, too. Like, really? like anybody could buy a bus and yeah. if you're not if you're if you don't have children on that bus you're not taking oh, them to the and from a school mm-hmm. it's not required if yeah. there was a certain type of a bus i'm sure, sure. A cdl might be required but if you're not doing any commercial type of you know, work you don't need to have any type of specific yeah. skills yeah. it just takes driving that vehicle to get used to it of course it's the mirrors for us yeah but it is crazy everything. to think if that guy accepted my i think i offered him 25 grand for his truck and his truck camper he was selling the truck camper for I think like 11, six or mm-hmm. something like that. But he knew his truck was worth more than that. And, you know, he, he wasn't willing to sell yeah. it, but who knows life maybe would look pretty different. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I yeah. mean, uh, it's funny how one decision could change everything. Yeah. But I think the advice to people out there, if you're interested in this lifestyle is don't get hung up on those things because no. you're going to figure it out. Make, right. I mean, we did this in, you know, less than 30 days, really. We mm-hmm. ditched all our stuff. Like that was kind of crazy, but it was a great way to just do it, you know, just mm-hmm. make it yes, happen. Yes, it was. It's it's kind of just Nike's version of just do it. We really took into play like we just stopped like letting the fears take advantage. Like don't mm-hmm. let the fear of it. Like we were just like go yeah. do it. Yeah, well, don't be afraid to try mess it. Up. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting because the first vehicle we actually went and looked at was an RV, mm-hmm. okay. and we were actually pretty set on the idea of like buying an RV because wow. we wanted something that was already built out. We yeah. didn't sure. want to have to do all the work. Well, we wanted to just get on the road kind of, yep. yeah. you know, like there's, awesome. there's definitely uh, a big difference in having to build out your own rig and it take four to six months before you could even hit the road. Yeah. yeah. Props to you, you know? guys. You did Seriously. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But we, we made an offer on that RV and they, we, he was, he, it was like the first vehicle that we saw and it needed a new roof, and we were going to have to do all this stuff, but it was mm-hmm. so cute and cozy, and, it, and, and it was within our budget, so yeah. it was, like, all these different yeah. things. Yeah, and then, so, literally, like, five days later, we're like, okay, we're, we're like, ready to pull the trigger. The guy had been like, I'm going to not show anybody else until you guys make a decision, blah, wow. blah, blah. 
and then they decided they didn't want to sell it. Yep. Whoa. Yep. Wow. Yeah. They pulled that. Pull that. It would have happened. happened. Wow. And then every other RV that we looked at after that was a dump. No, yeah. you, you know, because in our price range, we were like, we want to spend less than ten grand, mm-hmm. yeah. and they were like beat up and, yeah. and even before that we were looking at getting a like br- i was looking at getting a brand new pickup truck and pulling like a mini mate behind mm-hmm. it and like going all out it would have cost me like 80 grand but yeah. oh. you know and, and luckily alex talked sense <laughs> into me <laughs> because it would have been i would have put myself in the debt to live this life and i yeah. suggest to everybody out there do not put yourself in debt try to be financially free because that's what makes this lifestyle so worth it. Yeah. Well, even this for yeah. you guys, the fact that this rig was only $22,000, like a lot of RVs are like 60, oh. 100, mm-hmm. 300,000 and you're yeah. like, oh "Okay, gosh. so it's amazing that you were able to find something obviously used." Yeah, yeah. we used Facebook Marketplace, yeah. really sweet older couple in their mm-hmm. 80s out in North Carolina. We did not have a lot of options. Mm-hmm. In our price range for what we wanted, that wasn't too old with not that many miles. This only had 39,000. That's great. Yeah. You guys got a steal. Lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we set some parameters and mm-hmm. thankfully we found something. It was that between fell one it. in Connecticut and this one. With mm-hmm. it having 39,000 miles and for the price that you bought it for, uh, just to give people a realistic expectation, mm-hmm. how many. Uh, like breakdowns or things that you've had to fix. Okay. Uh, like how much? Yeah. How much ha- have you had to put back into the rig as well so they could get yeah. an idea? So it's a 2007 Coachman Freelander. It's Class C. It um, we put four grand down. We borrowed the rest just to keep some money in our pockets. But mm-hmm. in total, you know, we agreed on twenty one five. Is is you know what it we paid for this? It was listed for twenty five, and Jeremy negotiated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is great. And the, we've, you know, there's been a handful of things. We put some new tires on, we, I think had an alignment. Um, but the biggest thing that went wrong that was really unexpected is the transmission pretty much totally crapped out. Mm-hmm. About like and three we spent months ago, about $3,700 fixing that. So like mm-hmm. that was huge, but you know, we have, we save money, you know, we, we were expecting these things and it, it happened and you know, now we feel great. That was the only major thing that went wrong. Other than that, this has been yeah. really, you know, consistent and reliable and hopefully it'll continue to be that way. Mm-hmm. Two weeks ago the toilet stopped working and that <laughs> was a big thing. But they're that. very cheap, 180 bu- 180 mm-hmm. bucks, not a big fix. It's a two thousand seven, so it needed to be prettied up anyway. Mm-hmm. Works great. Couple of issues is the now the lid won't stay up when <laughs> you're going potty. Yeah, Ooh. I will say though. If we were going to stay in this longer term, very good chance we get a composting toilet. Yeah. But we're talking about potentially selling this in the near future. Most RVers probably aren't going to go for that. No. So Not yeah, if that's, that's their typical. Yeah. And if they wanted to upgrade to the composting toilet, they could like do that. Like them choose that. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. that's like a $1,000 purchase with like a yeah. six-month right. lead time on getting then, it shipped out to you. And then yeah. having to like run the vent and like actually mm-hmm. cut yeah. a hole in that and do all that. That was made for an RV toilet. We will sell it with the mm-hmm. RV toilet. Mm-hmm. The only thing we added that was way personal choice for us, you do not need it, but it has significantly helped, is we did add solar. So that Mm -hmm. was not part of the RV. We spent 5K or more. Uh, technically a little less. Had a buddy do most of the work, and mm-hmm. um, he helped us out. It but is yeah, huge upgrade. Huge. I mean, I'd be in the middle. We did RV life for three months with no solar. 
at mm-hmm. all. Only a generator. Mm-hmm. I'd be sitting right here teaching a class. My computer is about to die. I say, hold on, guys. Mr. Mr. Chips will be right back. I go on, turn that on, go open the exhaust. It's rumbling. It's loud. Mm-hmm. And my kids are like, I can barely hear you. Yeah. This okay. does not work for us. If mm-hmm. we were just living life and we could turn it on whenever, yeah. sure. It's still even workers. annoying to be like out in the middle of somewhere beautiful yeah. and you're like, good chunk, good chunk. Yeah. 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 It is yeah. just, it's obnoxious to others, especially mm-hmm. us boondockers. Mm-hmm. We don't want to yeah. be loud. Mm-hmm. We want to be stealthy and quiet and mm-hmm. respectful. I mean, yeah. So solar was brilliant. Yeah. In a year, we've stayed in what, three campgrounds maybe that That's we great. paid for? So, for like yeah. a couple days each. So, like, mm-hmm. maybe in total. And one of them, I think, was like in Texas, right? If I, uh, if I, if I'm not yeah, mistaken, I think, I think we stayed in one there. I think Texas. Because um, I remember you doing like a TikTok on it, and you're like, the reason why we don't like to stay in places like this is because look how crowded it is, and yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah. everybody oh was parked gosh. like right sardines. up on top of each other. It yeah, was sardines. Totally. That yeah. and um, we've stayed in a couple nice ones with yeah. some brand deals and mm-hmm. getting yeah. photos for them, but mm-hmm. whatever it's just works not really for our you. cup of tea. Mm-hmm. But yeah, 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 we'd rather be out a little more isolated and uh, save the money. Mm-hmm. So, so like, let me ask you this: in terms of money and stuff. If you're comfortable sharing. So, yeah. like, the van life community right now is, like, I don't know. It's actually, like, a pretty good investment. You buy an mm-hmm. empty van. You fix it up. You yeah. could sell it for, like, double what you have in it, which mm-hmm. is, like, crazy totally. sauce. So, is that kind of, you know, you're looking at selling your RV. Do you think mm-hmm. that you're going to, like, recoup your cost? Do you think that you're going to yeah. come out on top? We think so. I mean, transmission nearly four grand. That's huge. And solar around worth like another five grand. We painted the interior, put right. the new so toilet. You guys can't see it right now. We have pictures online, but it was all brown, mm-hmm. really dark, really grungy, not feeling like lit and exciting mm-hmm. and opening. So we painted everything black and white, added new curtains, tried to make it more homey. So to me, that was a very low minimum cost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's not a big factor in it. But and, uh, we're sitting at sixty one thousand miles. That's still pretty low mileage. Yes, that low. would probably be the only deterrent. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, what did we do wrong great. to and, that? And realistically, yeah. that's not something wrong. That's more of like, it's just that's experiences. It in it. And you got to realize there's a lot of people out there buying rigs with hundreds of thousands of miles on it or a hundred thousand miles that's or more. That's wild yeah. to you me. Know, yeah. Uh, is, so, it, is it diesel or gas? It's just gas. gas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, say we put, you know, we'll call it 30 grand into it. We could probably sell it tomorrow for 30 grand you know what i mean like make your money back at least that's incredible for a year Um, for free instead of paying two thousand dollars a rent yeah so i mean that's huge so even if we don't make money that's to me that is it's making money coming out even and realistically yeah realistically Mm -hmm. that is actually making money because you just live for free for a year and you just live a life you never would have we will never who knows if this will ever be a reality again Mm -hmm. for us yeah who knows yeah so that's our second brig. We've built two out, uh, this being the second one. Our first one we built out, and we sold it for a slight profit, mm-hmm. and we're able to live in it for a year, yeah. travel for free, ba- like, you know, live in something for free, yeah, not travel for free. And, and turn around and sell it, so that's a profit, you yeah. know, and then to be able to put it into another rig that potentially we could turn around and profit on if we would like to. Yeah. Granted, we want to live and travel in it, for as long as yeah, humanly possible. Yet. You're not done yeah. Yet. Yeah. We just got back on the road. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. building well, is such hard work. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a lot of work and you guys killed it. Like it's gorgeous. Yeah, Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, I mean insane. So for whoever's listening, if you haven't also watched their videos, <laughs> you should go watch some. Thank you, man. We appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, it's it's kind of crazy to think that like um you could either buy something already built or you could buy something and build it yourself. 
You could potentially build something and make money off of it. You could even buy something and resell it and make money off yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much potential to live in this life and this lifestyle. I think that we all do it in our own ways and they're all beautiful. And yeah, there's some not so beautiful parts yeah, to it. There's mm-hmm. plenty but of hiccups. I think those are the in between parts to get to the really amazing things. Yeah. We try to highlight that. Jenna does a good job of sharing on Instagram pretty candidly about, you know, the the challenges that come with the lifestyle mm-hmm. as well. It's not like you're escaping any of that, but yeah. it's, yeah. Just, it's just different. I definitely and, uh, was misguided, I guess, from a lot of different um, accounts, and I didn't want to be like these accounts that were too perfect. Mm-hmm. I saw these beautiful backdrops with these beautiful people in these beautiful places, but they were never really explaining kind of the, the struggles. You yeah. know, you guys did a whole series on your TikTok. Where did we sleep? Where did we sleep? Where did we sleep? Mm-hmm. Showing that it's not always great. No. It's the side of the road or it's the side of the mountain. Mm-hmm. So I just very we just want to be as authentic as possible. Mm-hmm. What we're struggling with, we're going to tell you. What's amazing, mm-hmm. we're going to tell you, and you take what you want from it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's a great. Um, way to go about it because it gives people a realistic expectation of what you know may may be to come in their life i mean obviously they're going to experience it differently um you know some people all their experiences are negative but that could be mindset right you know so you know maybe look into yourself look a little bit deeper and and just you know find what you need to find to make it more productive or better of course you know because i think Alex and I lead with a very positive attitude. Of course. Yeah. And I think you guys do too. So yeah. that's the reason why the outcome is positive. Yeah. Yep. You know? Yeah. That's why yep. we share. You're putting you good know? out into the world. You're mm-hmm. spreading light with a little bit of sass and a little bit of stress. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I'm sorry. I'm laughing mm-hmm. right now yeah, because Jamie. Paco is... Are you loving our podcast? Well, we have a way for you to get one more a month. By joining our Patreon community, you get exclusive access to a one-hour podcast ad-free every single month that does a deep dive into what it's really like to live on the road. Depending on which tier you select, you could even get free merchandise. Check out the link below and join the Patreon community today. You also get access to tons of behind-the-scenes content from our YouTube channel, too. Now back to the podcast. So in love with sitting on Jeremy's lap right now. And he's like, he has like full sun on him. He's panting, his tooth is out. You know, probably getting warm here because I'm warm. Yeah, 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 he's definitely warm there. I feel like lately, anytime we're with other people, Paco's all about being with the other people. He's been there the entire time. He's fine. He's good. (laughs) You're the dog whisperer. Yeah, Yeah. I love it. (laughs) That's sweet. I was going to say, you guys probably aren't interested in animals or anything like that right now because if you're thinking about, you know, these big plans that you have for the future, I don't know if you want to share, but like, it has been seven years we've been together almost seven and a half now where we've been every couple months we circle back do we want a dog Mm. do we want a dog do we need a dog do we have a should we get a dog well jenna also didn't grow up with pets so i'm still still learning to love on animals Um, and understand like the connection like mm. i still get a little like so the house sitting is fun yeah i'm learning so much babysitting a kid and realizing you know this is what it's going to be like to have one of these i mean it's a big commitment too because you know if you do want to travel to different countries and places how do you bring the dog with you how like what type of vaccinations do they need what type of things do they need the extra cost of like vet bills right like that right now in our lives the decision is no Mm -hmm. that and children no Mm -hmm. to both if that is our personal choice right now Mm -hmm. yeah we could Um, end up spending a year over and just have, want to have as 
few responsibilities yeah. as possible. So. Yeah, and plenty a, of people do it with and without. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with making the decision to actually, if anything, it will make your life a bit easier in the mm -hmm. sense of travel. Um, we brought Paco into our life because we were looking at getting a dog for a little while. And with everything going down, it was just like, you know, pretty much when the pandemic first began. Right. So for us, we were like, well, we're not going anywhere other than the United States for a while. Let's, you know, we're interested. And he was a great addition to our yeah. family. Were, you know, uh, was one of you guys more on board than the other? Um, I think I was really excited about it. I never yeah. had pets growing up either, oh, okay. so it wasn't something that I was, like, super confident sure. about. But I'd always kind of wanted a dog um, and just, like, hang out with other people's dogs and stuff. But I've always kind of also been a little bit allergic to dogs. Okay. Yeah, I think me too. Well. I think me too. But then somehow, like, we got Paco, and, like, I've never been allergic totally to him good. at all. Yeah. Nice. And, and he's not a hyperallergenic dog. He's yeah. just, he's, he's, a, hair, he's a small dog, just and for what I, I think, I think maybe the love that she has for him <gasps> is, like, trumping the, the allergy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What about size, too? Do you have any, like, preferences? So I actually wanted, like, a medium-sized dog, because uh -huh. all the dogs I had throughout my life were, you know, heavier than 30. Pounds, yeah, a bigger yeah. Boy. you know, like uh, I had you know a beagle German Shepherd that was probably more around like 65 pounds, mm -hmm. and uh, before that, we had um, a dog Foxy as a kid growing up, and she was I forget what type of dog she was, but she was probably around 65 to 70 pounds as mm -hmm. well, Thanks. you know, so. Big they were all big dogs. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know if I want to be the guy with the little dog. Uh -huh. I wanted the teeny tiny yeah. dog. Yeah, yeah, so you had different yeah. preferences. So it was like, Paco was kind of in between the medium and the small. Yeah. And uh, even though he he's seems like, he so, small, so small. Dog. He's, he's, he's a big, big small. He's though. a big small. Because yeah. what is he, full? Chihuahua. So, so, no, he's no. not. No. He's he's Chihuahua, possibly Terrier mix. Okay. Um, I'm thinking maybe even like there might be a little bit of pug in there. Yeah, um, you got that buggy little bit. Yeah, exactly. So I... You know, we don't really know what he is, but he's um, anywhere from, like, 15 to 20 pounds. Sure, yeah. Yeah. And he's actually, like, long yeah. for, like, a small he's dog. Medium. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love I that. Yeah. That's, yeah. My shirt, that's my shirt size. I'm medium? not a small or medium. Uh -huh. yeah. I'm, like, right in between. So he, like, <laughs> your bed. he just barely fits in the bag to, like, yeah. bring him on the plane. Oh, um, yeah. like Like, barely. I mean... It's like pushing it. It's just <laughs> We're like, like yeah, he's in there. Don't worry. Like, don't look. Don't look. Interesting. Um, yeah. But but yeah. So he's he's the perfect size van dog to be honest. Uh, because even though he's so small, he takes up a ton of bed. Uh -huh. Like <laughs> like come on, dude. Yes. Yeah, and he likes to try to like get in between us. Yeah. And he like pulls the blanket towards him. So yeah, he's big enough. That's funny. Yeah. I've yeah. met some people in RV life. Four cats. Another couple. A chicken. Another couple, a bearded dragon, mm -hmm. and like a fish tank full of fish. I'm like, wow. how in the world yeah, do you down move the down the road with all that going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fish Not around. very quickly. The chicken's an interesting one. To they me. love uh, it. Yeah. They think it's like, the best pet, and I'm like, what the? <laughs> Farm fresh eggs. Yeah, right. Well, do they get eggs? From I the don't chicken? know that. I don't know. It would be oh, pretty like, funny. Can you imagine every morning oh you're just like, oh, crash it up? I don't know. For me, it'd be like sanitary. Yeah. Yeah. You can kind of control a dog's habits, but a chicken. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just gonna go where yeah. it wants to Unless go. Unless it's trained, this was I was very embarrassing. Like, I don't know. No chicken, <laughs> go over there and poop right there. We met a woman in passing who had two goats in the back of her van. Stop. Yeah, she had like the back. You would open the back doors, and it was like a pen area. Oh, and then like just 
straw and like I'm like I it think was for me so wild. I think for me the smell would just be too much. Sure. And like yeah. I'm sure you get used to it, but like I I I, you I don't know if have I could. a barn in oh your van. Yeah. But yeah. that proves to your point that anybody can try yeah. and do this life. Yeah. 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 National parks are gonna have to update their rules about yeah. it. She's like all their service animals. No. Have you told about the pony? <laughs> oh my gosh. So one day we were we were actually Right at right after before we got him, I can't remember. It was either right after or before we got Paco. We were in Brookings, Oregon, and we were sitting at this like you know overpass and overlooking the the water and whatnot. And we're sitting there, and there's this guy in a VW, and outside the VW is a pony, like a mini a miniature pony. Uh-huh. And I'm like, "Is that your pet?" And he's like. Yeah, it's my pet, you know, blah, we blah, blah. We sleep together, we in, sleep the together in the VW. She snuggles with me. She snuggles with me. I love like her. She pony. loves me. Like, like a real pony. I mean, like, like like a let's put it this way. When the pony gets in the, the VW, it takes up the whole VW, yeah. in my and opinion. when the pony shit in the middle of the park, he has to take a whole paper plate, shove it under <gasps> it, no. and then, like, chuck it into the he, woods. He oh, took a paper my. towel. I and a paper a, plate, okay, and yeah. he scooched it on there. No, yeah. it was that massive. It was huge. Yeah, it was massive. And then, uh, like a park ranger, because we were sitting at like the a park entrance, the park ranger comes out and he's like, uh, "Sorry, sir, <laughs> like there's no like livestock allowed." Yeah. And he was like, "It's my service animal." Oh, and man. the guy was like, "Okay." Uh, Ooh. Yeah. And he just left because you know? he's not allowed to ask him questions. Interesting. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. people don't abuse that. Yeah. It, that felt like a. For sure, situation because of that abuse. Would make, yeah. you know, yeah. that's going to make it harder for those who do really. Yeah, do correct. So that's why the well, whole like emotional support thing is canceled on airlines now. Mm-hmm. So you, uh, Paco, was actually registered as an emotional support animal. He flew with us once as an ESA. Was amazing the whole flight, like mm-hmm. perfect. This last time, he couldn't fly as an ESA, so we had to put him in the bag and put him underneath the seat and stay. He cried the whole the time because all he flight. wants to be is on top of he's her like, lap. Why am I down here? Yeah, yeah. So he's like, he's supposed to be there and and make her feel relaxed. I don't so like he it. can't he can't be there. So he's like freaking out. He's not doing yeah. what he's yeah. You know. So it's it's just you know, it's one of those things where uh, because people were bringing like pigs. And peacocks, peacocks, yeah. and bearded dragons, and random things. And chickens, probably. Yeah, I'm sure. So it's like you know, um, a few could I ruin know. it for the rest. Right. You know. Yeah. Which I think we were talking about this yesterday. That's actually true, also, of like the van life, RV life community, because you know we went to a spot recently that we were at last summer, and it was gorgeous. We stayed there for like a week, loved it. Amazing. We went back there this year because we have all these fond memories of this spot. And we show up and it's completely trashed. Completely. Like beyond trash. There was Come a on, there was people. a fifth wheel that was burnt down in the spot. There oh was my. like two explorer doors, you know, like from a, a Ford Explorer. There yeah. was there was rice krispie treats. Like I mean, like thirty like of them. Somebody bought like a Costco size box of rice krispie treats, opened them all, and threw the packages oh my gosh. on the ground. Yeah. Jeremy and I are huge haters on litter. Oh, we hate like, it. We're like. Look, this is all we got, guys. Mm-hmm. It is beautiful. Let's keep it that way. Like, we recycle. We make sure. Like, we're really, like, try to be on top yeah. of that. Yeah. Well, we got a lot of hate. I posted a YouTube video about places that people haven't heard of in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the locals that saw that video were, like, upset. You know, you're going to bring all these RVers and they're going to trash the place or something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, That's I'm not, not responsible for that. Yeah, I'm, like, you know. people have... We need to worry about the people doing it, not... Um, like a, a generalized group. So it's I will individual. say that yeah. you should make them work for the spot. 
And the only reason why I say that is because if they're willing to work for the spot, then they're willing to keep it clean. Yeah. Because like if we were willing to work for the spot to get there, we're going to keep it clean. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like if they're willing to do a little bit extra work or even or even pay for that type of information. Right. It makes it to where that you're getting reputable people in the yeah, sense of like there's another like barrier there's a, yeah there's a you know? barrier so it's there. not just like the thousand people that watch right. the video mm-hmm. it's the thousand people that watch the video but then it's the 500 that actually clicked on your website seriously. link and then it's the mm-hmm. you know 100 that actually paid for the guy yeah. or whatever sure. so like yeah. th- th- it's a learning experience for all of us we've gotten yelled, we've gotten yelled at for it too yeah. you want to share you want to be open and honest and, yeah. and give everybody the chance you yeah. know you don't want to be what's the word someone said it the other day maybe uh, like controlling or owning. Right. You don't want to like select or... people that right. you're going to allow. Like a phrase that's being said right now, like throughout TikTok, don't basically your land is my land. My land is your land. It's mm-hmm. called like, don't, I don't know. Well, I mean, I agree. I think that as a traveler, know, we tough. should be able to go wherever we want. No, you know, restriction. Sure, sure. But I mean, unfortunately there has to be some type of restrictions because of, because of, yeah, because of certain people that go in and like, they might be thinking the same way in the sense of like, well, if it's my land, I get to do whatever I want with it. Mm. So I'm going to burn stuff on it. I'm going to throw my garbage there. So it's like, you know, there's two sides, two sides to every coin. Keep it a little secretive, but don't be that guy that like, it's like, we've messaged plenty of other travelers like, Hey, we would love to go stay at this spot. Where was it? And they say, no, I'm not sharing with you. So we've tried mm-hmm. to find a balance. Yeah. Cause we don't want to be those people. We're not telling you mm-hmm. that seems really yes. catty and petty maybe. But then we also don't want to be exposing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's a hard mix. So yeah, I think the, the key that I would say is that like, if somebody was to ask you go and you like do like a little briefing of who they are. Sure. You know, you go look at their profile, yeah. or, you like, check them out. like if we met you guys, like obviously yes. if you saw something now, that we liked, if we saw something we'll you like, be able to trust. Fine, yeah. yeah. But then, you know, we've had people ask for spots, especially, you know, now that we're doing the where we slept last night and stuff like that, or like when we were in Alaska and we'll say to people like, we'll share the spot with you, but like, you know, don't put it on social media. Don't yeah. share mm-hmm. it. Give you know? them some restrictions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's like, you know, certain spots are just on iOverlander. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. they're on iOverlander, like, whatever. Like, they're open. Yeah, oh, my gosh, we wouldn't be able to do this life without apps mm-hmm. like Campendium and iOverlander. So yeah. thank you for sharing. And it's, it's kind of funny because we had this conversation yesterday, actually. And it's like, um, you know, the seasoned people who have been doing this now for a while... Uh, maybe we should be trying to find the new spots mm-hmm. and and like allowing those eye overlander spots to be for the the new people that are coming in that are scared to try to go a little bit further can yeah. and, and can see like we know that there's ways to find different BLM land. We know that there's certain roads that we could go down yeah, and find a place to stay. Now. You know, and yeah. then we could keep those ones more secretive for us and share them with friends that we know are going to yeah our community that we know are going to keep the place clean and safe yeah um and i think i think that's the there's so many people flooding into this lifestyle right now that you're getting all different walks of life yeah so and like not to say that anybody is better than anybody because we're not we're all human but there is there is a way of teaching like responsible good Um, leave no trace principles. Yeah, leave no trace principles, yes. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I mean, Jeremy, you have a tiny philosophy on it on what? The more people know about spreads everyone out. Yeah. Right? Like, the like, more we give options, 
that video, I think 61,000 people watched that video. Mm -hmm. Are they going to all go to Wyoming at all? Oh, no. no. Are they going to go to those places at the same time? No. So if maybe we were aware of more of these places and not just the national Mm -hmm. parks, people would spread out a little bit more. They'd Mm -hmm. realize, oh my gosh, that national forest I've never heard of is Mm -hmm. amazing as well. Let me go spend some time there. So I mean, the the main problem. It helps with crowds, but it goes back to There's just so many. It goes back to people's values yeah i mean there's just so many freaking people and i love that they're out traveling but hopefully it's a way to open people's eyes that Mm -hmm. there are a lot of places to recreate maybe we can spread out a little bit i mean just like with national parks turning away people Mm -hmm. if we had more knowledge of other places like he said then people would still be able to experience the outdoors Mm -hmm. in just different variations that makes me think of the spot that we stayed two nights ago we talked about it a little bit in the podcast yesterday about how you know, we got kicked out of the spot. You know, there's not a lot of places on iOverlander in Bellingham. So, you know, we were staying around this one particular park that was listed, but obviously one of the homeowners is getting pissed off because everybody's staying at that yeah. one park. Yeah. So then I'm like, okay, let me look. There's literally like 10 other little mini parks all over Bellingham, and I'm sure. pulling them up and I'm looking. I'm like, you could park there, you could park there, you could mm-hmm. park there. But because only one of them is listed on it's iOverlander. A Correct. Yeah, that's where people go. And th- and that's why we say as like season, you know, travelers, we could go and park on the street that we know that we're not gonna get an issue. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, or we list could, the other park or, and, as an option. Right. Or, so that's yeah. my question for you. Would you now list have you ever listed anything on iOverland? We have, like especially in the beginning, we definitely listed a couple of places, but I feel like as we've been rolling, and then you get flack for sharing places, mm-hmm. and you get, we you know... So, we sort See? of stopped, it's but what we did, but what we do, like, so we, we, Alex did go in and update that spot and say, you know, the homeowners here are okay. not enjoying this, you know, they're starting to get upset. Tread like People, they're saying that people are now leaving trash, so, like, why would you overload a trash bin, or why would you, like, we stop at gas stations, you could... You could unload your stuff at gas yeah, stations. Don't mm-hmm. You could Take unload the lid your off stuff and put it in, and there's no room for it. Co- mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. There are people going to the park. Yeah. Like yeah. have respect for areas. Understand that these people are nice enough to allow you know the few people to yeah. come through. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a town that's very busy in the sense of like travelers, people going yeah. through. So he was saying something about like staying in the campground here. But here's the thing: if there's so many tra- travelers, there's only so many spots. Yeah. So like. You know, the it's campground's full, what do you do, yeah. right? So you stay where you're going to stay. Just be respectful. I think that's the biggest key to it all. I think totally. it's common sense, but unfortunately it's not. it's not. And that's why I try to do leave no trace principles throughout our posts and videos. Just, okay, don't forget. <laughs> common sense is only common when it's taught to you. Mm-hmm. So, like, like you can't... doesn't come naturally. So, like, for so. instance, an inner city kid might not have the same common sense as somebody out in like the farm. Sure. So the person on the farm is like, oh, it's common sense that these chickens go into this coop and lay the egg in this area yeah. and I have to take it out every day. The inner city kid has no clue sure. about how that chicken lays an yeah. egg. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, it's, it, common sense that. is That's common good. if you were taught something. Yeah, it does yeah. not come naturally to everybody that yeah. you not leave your banana peel on the ground. Mm-hmm. Like, it is. It is just, you know, different things are taught. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I have no idea how long we've been talking, but uh, it's been a lovely conversation. Yeah. For sure. If you guys had any advice for, you know, newbies or like people who are thinking about it, you know, maybe people are thinking about an RV, you know, what kind of advice would you give people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I said it earlier, just do it is, is a huge piece of this. I feel like a lot of people are just afraid to make mistakes and... Mm. 
it's going to happen. So, you know, make some kind of decision. I mean, come up with a plan, watch some videos, maybe go rent something if it's decision between a certain kind of rig. But like, get out there. Don't be so afraid. Uh, yeah, or, you know, if you are grace. afraid that, you know, that's great. But we succeed more when we fail more. So get out there and do it. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. Good mm-hmm. one. Yeah. And happy birthday. Yeah, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah, happy birthday, happy brother. Birthday. I, I think that is the best way to say it. Um, I, I think that mistakes are a great thing to actually have, a great thing to go through because with mistakes, we learn. With failure, we learn. Absolutely. So don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. It's only going to make you a better person. You know, try your, try your best to do great. I mean, all the great people fail, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at every single great person, they fail at something hundreds of thousands of times, tens of thousands of times, thousands of times, no matter what, they have to fail in order to get better. Yeah. And ask for help. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people out yeah, there willing to help. Yeah, huge community so. of people. Yeah. And Facebook, that, YouTube, Instagram. That's the best part about it is the community. Uh, we're very thankful for each other to, to, put, to bounce information off of each other, to learn things, to make common sense common. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I think that's wonderful. But we are so thankful to have you guys on the, the podcast today. Quench your adventure. Go check them out. You can check out their TikTok, Instagram, their YouTube channel. They have mm-hmm. a ton of great information out there. Uh, we we love always when you guys pop up on our on our TikTok. Thank and, you guys. And, you yeah, too. we always try to like and and yeah, you know support. engage, comment. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're thankful. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna end the podcast. We're so thankful to have you guys here too. Uh, leave a five star review. Let people know about the podcast. We don't grow if it's not for you guys. Yeah. Perfect. Thanks for having us. Of course, guys. Bye. Have an F&A day.